This is the I Went Down to the River podcast. I'm Dan Walton, and I will sit down with fellow alums and talk about what it meant to be a part of the Hawken football program and wear the wings. We share stories of friendship, memorable games, funny moments, and how football made us who we are. You don't need to be on a bus for these tangs. Now let's go down to the river. Today's guest was one of the most gifted athletes to ever wear the wings. He was a two-way starter by way of slot back and cornerback and finds his name listed four times in the top 10 record book. He was dynamic with the ball in his hands and on defense, he amassed 12 career interceptions, good for second all time. His jersey number is 24 in the program and he is a graduate of the 1988 class. Please welcome on this trip down to the river, Marcus Teague. Marcus, how you doing this morning? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Dan? I am great. Uh, I am looking forward to this chat, to catching up and uh, hearing some of the stories from your high school career, to hear how it started, and to uh, hear how things are going these days. So uh, appreciate your time here. Thanks for having me. Marcus, I want to start off and I want to hear about your uh, your first Hawking football memory and uh, when that was and how the transition to a new school, how that was for you at that time. All right. Uh, well, the first Hawking uh, football memory was uh, actually it was kind of brutal. <laughs> I was, those, you know, doing those, uh, you know, those hot summer, uh, hot summer evenings, uh, you know, we go out and uh, you know, just tossed the ball around. It was, I mean, it's pretty relaxing. Um, but, uh, but the, you know, just playing a little flat, I think it was flash football, uh, is what we called it. Um, but the one bad thing about it was, uh, you know, getting timed in those, uh, uh I think it was 800 meter dashes we used to run. <laughs> yeah. That was our conditioning, uh, test to yeah. see if we were putting in the work over the summer was hitting that, uh, that target time for the 800. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, I was in the group with the, uh, you know, where the, uh, uh, the skill position or the position players, uh, where we had a, a different time than the linemen. Uh, of course, I would love to have been a, those, those times for the linemen. Yeah, much different times. <laughs> but, uh, but that actually was, uh, uh, so that, you know, of course, that as well as um, uh, the two days, um, you know, just being out there in the, uh, uh, you know, summer mornings. Uh, the dog days of summer, uh, you know, the, the fresh cut wet grass. <laughs> it, wet grass is one of the worst. I know you're going to oh, yeah. say it. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, but, but even worse was uh, the locker room a couple days after the wet grass. <laughs> That's <laughs> a special the, smell. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, talking about a nice uh, unforgettable aroma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two a days, uh, Two-a-days were kind of like a necessary evil. You had to do it in order to get yourself right and to get the team sort of cohesive that way to uh, to be ready for the start of a season. But it, uh, I don't think it ranks too high on too many's uh, favorite part of their uh, career. No, no. But but one good thing, um, especially for me coming from uh, a different school, uh, different environment, um, was uh, you know just the opportunity to get. Uh, together and to have, uh, you know, those moments, whether it was before practice, uh, the time that we used to uh, spend, uh, you know, having lunch, 
uh, and everyone having, you know, with all the different cultures, different types of lunches. Uh, you know, so it just, you know, provided a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, relaxing moments, a lot of time, uh, you know, for us to get together and, and, and chat and get to meet um, and learn more about each other. So that was, um, you know, I didn't think about it at the time. Uh, but it was a very good, uh, very good opportunity for us to uh, to meet and and uh, break bread, so to speak. For sure. So if if a player is already at Hawken, then that bond and that shared experience is welcoming those new members to the team. But if on the flip side, like yourself coming in as a sophomore, you're one of the new new players, new students. What's that like to come in and to create a bond with? sort of the players that are already there along with some of your new classmates? Um, actually, it was, uh, like I said, it was a little bit different. Um, it was it was good from the standpoint of, uh, you know, Hawking, uh, you know, has had a, a, a very, uh, a very good history uh, in football. Um, so, you know, one of the things, actually it was like, um, you know, a couple players, um, you know, coming in um, was very, uh, three players in particular, um, if I could, uh, you know, bring them up for sure. Uh, and it was, and it was three different scenarios. Um, one, um, was, uh, <laughs> Aaron Brandt. Um, you know, he was a senior, uh, uh, the starting quarterback on the team. Um, you know, we had discussions and, you know, he had a certain level of expectations for the team. And, you know, he would talk to me about, you know, the importance and uh, the contributions that I had to, uh, you know, that I had to have in order for the team to be successful. So, you know, it put a little pressure on me coming in. I'm like, you know, I have no idea about, you know, high school football, <laughs> about, you know, any of these, you know, teams that were, playing. you know, I have no idea about anything. Only thing I can do is, you know, I, I just enjoy playing football. Um, uh, another person was, uh, uh, you know, Artie Haynes. Uh, you know, we would have discussions uh, because I guess he was from a similar situation a few years back. Um, you know, just getting ad adjusted to the culture, uh, the different, uh, uh, the different culture and environment uh, there at Hawking uh, versus the inner city. Uh, you know, where sure. we grew up. Um, and another, uh, another person was uh, Dan Fell. Um, he was a junior at the time. Um, and uh, let me see, he wasn't starting quarterback yet, but he was, uh, I think he was starting punter. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it was, it was pretty good because uh, during the course of our time together, we would, uh, you know, I would ride with him. So we would be able to have some, you know, just some candid conversations, um, uh, you know, during our ride back into, uh, you know, I think we used to ride in Shaker Heights. Um, so we had, uh, you know, a good uh, 20 minute, half an hour rides. Um, and, uh, you know, he would just, uh, you know, just try to get me to relax and, uh, you know, just enjoy the moments and, um, you know, hey, whatever you can, you know, whatever you can contribute, you can contribute, whatever you can't, you can't, but just enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, so that was very, uh, very welcoming. So was that adjustment to Hawkins something that uh, took a while or was that something that uh, was quick in some ways and maybe a little bit longer in others? Yeah, it, it was, I think one thing that was very helpful, uh, you know, was the, uh, the the team environment on the football team. Uh, because unlike some other students, uh, new students uh, that uh, went to Hawking, whether it was the same year or, or, or years after, 
you know, the, the, the fact that we were there for a couple weeks, uh, you know, during the summer, uh, you know, we already had a family, uh, you know, so to speak, whether, so I wasn't, you know, so by the time school started, you know, it wasn't like I was the new kid anymore um, or the new student anymore or the new player. Um, you know, we were part of that, that particular unit. And uh, I think that was, you know, that made the transition to the classroom a lot easier. Um, you know, having, uh, you know, Coach Walton, uh, you know, as a, you know, a PE teacher and uh, uh, like Coach Davis, uh, you know, he was my advisor. Um, uh, you know, so it, it, you know, so seeing them before school started, uh, you know, it, it just made uh, things a lot easier. And um, uh, it, I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed, I was, I was nervous. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, to say the least, but, uh, but overall it was, a it, it was a pretty good transition. And so prior to that sophomore year at Hawken, what was your, um, previous experience playing football? Um, actually I played, uh, in the, uh, uh, the city, uh, city league, uh, the police athletic league. Sure. Uh, I don't know if that's still around, but, uh, uh, but we, I, I played uh, during my junior high, actually, when I was at um, my junior high school, Patrick Henry, you know, we didn't have tackle football. It was just flag football. Okay. And I didn't want to play flag football. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I played outside of, uh, outside of school um, uh, in the police athletic league. Uh, so I played there, uh, I think it was at the time it was called PAL six. <laughs> uh, and we were sponsored by, uh, an old wide receiver of the Browns, uh, Ricky Feature. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, uh, so we were the Pal Six Features. <laughs> uh, so it was a it was a pretty good pretty uh, you know pretty pretty good experience with that. Uh, we were uh, you know we were pretty pretty successful. Um, you know made it to the championship game and uh, it was it was pretty fun. So coming to Hawking and having that uh, you know that experience to to rely on uh, or to think back on uh, you know made it helpful with uh, you know coming from a successful program um, in middle school uh, or junior high school at the time and, you know, uh, transitioning over to a, um, a, you know, a very successful program in Hawking, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of went hand in hand. Sure. Marcus, where'd this nickname ice come from? Oh man. (laughs) Uh, Actually that went back to junior high school. That was junior high. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in junior high. So, so tell us a little about the origin who, uh, uh, who gave it to you? How'd you get it? Actually, I was on a basketball team in junior high school and, uh, <laughs> one of the guys, they used to say something about, I reminded, it was something that I did that reminded them of George Gerving. The Iceman. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he said, but we're not going to call you the Iceman. It's just going to be ice. <laughs> uh, you know, so that, you know, so it just started from there. And, uh, and then, you know, once I got to Hawking, uh, you know, whenever someone got an interception, they would call ice. Yeah. See, now that's where I kind of made the connection yeah. because, yep. uh, I, I figure ice, you know, it's either because your yeah. personality always come off as cool and, you know, kind of calm <laughs> or from the actual, uh, football term, which like you said, when we get a defensive yeah. inter- interception, we yell out ice. You had yeah. quite a few as we're going to yeah. uh, discuss here. So either way, it all fits yeah. together, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and one of the, uh, you know, players uh, on the team, I went to junior high school with, so he was, you know, he kind of, kind of brought that with him, William Applin. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, so it just kind of, uh, you know, kind of, kind of transitioned over from junior high school to, to high school. 
All right. I like that. So we're going to get into, uh, into some of the uh, memories and some of the highlights from your, from your high school career. We're probably going to focus a little bit more on the junior and senior year, but let's, uh, let's start off real quick with the 85 sophomore campaign. Um, a season in which we go 10 and 0 and do not qualify for the playoffs. And much has been said about how we needed to, uh, as an institution, sort of bump the quality of our schedule up. So that never happens again because that squad was too good to not be able to continue into week 11. Your role on that team as a sophomore, because there was a lot of talent in the two classes above. So this was not just like a lot of available playing time going in. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, during that, uh, my, my sophomore year, it was a lot of special team play. Um, uh, and it was, you know, it was just one of those things you look forward to. Um, and, and like I said, especially with that being my first, uh, you know, delve into high school, you know, I had no idea what to really expect um, in terms of, um, you, know, you know, the speed of play, uh, you know, the, the strength of the players, um, you know, just the different dynamics that go along with uh, playing high school football. Um, but it was, it was pretty good. I know, you know, one of the, you know, the memorable moments as far as being, a, uh, you know, when I was a sophomore was, um, I think it was the U S game, um, was my very first interception, uh, as a sophomore, they were, and, and I, and I probably should have dropped the ball, <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> no, but it was, it was a fourth down. So it really didn't matter too much, but in the heat of the moment, you know, Oh, young players seeing uh, that ball coming at you. You'll, (laughs) you'll grab it at, you'll grab it at the one yard line. If you have to, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, it was, it was like a fake punt. Uh, and you know, I was playing like in, uh, so instead of going in, uh, you know, like, you know, we just kind of, you know, read the play, you know, coach was telling us to look out for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. so they tried to fake and, you know, I end up picking it off and, and dropping right to the ground, but, uh, <laughs> secure it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, but, you know, on, you know, hindsight, you should have just batted it down. But, uh, of course you don't think about that at the time. No, not so much. Yeah. So that, that's your first varsity, uh, interception. How about that first varsity touchdown? I think I have, you uh, uh, registering that one, maybe in the Richmond Heights game. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, I still remember the play. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a, a, a sprint pass right slot back post. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And and so the quarterback at the time was Dan Feld, correct? Yeah, yeah that was Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he came in to uh, to replace Aaron Brandt. Yeah. And uh, so he hit you on a little backside post or is that a frontside post? Did you say that was front post? Yeah. Frontside yep. post. So that one went for 28 yards. Yep. And uh first of several varsity touchdowns that you score in your career. Uh, did you, did you act like you had been there before, even though it was the first one, or was there a little bit of, uh, of excitement there? Well, uh, it was a little bit of excitement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of excitement. And, uh, you know, the, yeah, obviously the, you know, the team's excited. Um, um, that was one of our, you know, one of our first games. So we, uh, um, you know, it, it, it was pretty good because like I said, we were looking, uh, you know, just looking for, uh, uh, you know, just looking for, forward to you know getting the season started uh on the right foot because especially uh considering what happened the year before with not making the playoffs so it was uh you know it's just definitely one of those uh you know one of those things where we wanted to uh you know just start off right and and keep it rolling throughout the season 
For sure. So now we're going to go and do a little summary of the 86 season, your junior campaign. Uh, we go 12 and one on the season. Uh, this is our first team in program history to qualify for the playoffs. So that is a really unique and cool uh, thing that you were a part of along with your teammates. Um, coming in with a lot of talent, even though we graduated a pretty good senior class there, but a lot of talent returning, expectations really ratcheting up and uh, sort of talk about sort of the way that your role was going to change going from that sophomore year where a little more special teams oriented with some substitutions here or there as the game went on to now your junior campaign. Yeah. But yeah, junior campaign was a, a lot different. Um, uh, you, you know, we were look, you know, we we're more in a situation where, you know, the offense totally changed. Um, I think we're more of a slot uh, offense um, mm-hmm. first uh, my sophomore year. And then uh, we went more into like a, um, I think it was like a pro and an I, um, because I think that's when OJ went back to a uh, tailback. Uh, so versatile, um, you know, versatile offense. And um, in one of the uh, the roles I play, I was, you know, fortunate enough to be, uh, you know, starting defensive back um, during the course of that year. Um, so we still had the uh, special teams uh, component um, as well as, uh, uh, you know, like I said, starting defensive back and, uh, you know, rotation um, in on offense. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was a very, uh, you know, a very, very exciting, uh, a lot more tiring <laughs> uh, since I had, you know, a lot more time on the field. Um, but fortunate enough that we, uh, you know, as a defensive uh, unit, we didn't spend too much time on the field <laughs> because, no, <laughs> uh, you know, because, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of teams didn't, uh, you know, a lot of teams didn't, you know, score a whole lot of points. Um, you know, wasn't a lot of, a whole lot of long drives. Um, you know, so it was, you know, I think I probably had just as many special teams plays as, as we did on defense, whether, hey, whether it was the kickoffs or the kickoff returns uh, or punt or punt returns. We talk about a 13 game season in that 86 uh, year in which the most points that our defense surrendered was 12. Yeah. That's that's quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. Quite impressive. So getting your feet wet here at the defensive back uh, position. Walk us through what you enjoyed most about playing DB or what was your mindset as you, uh, as you played? I know we're not in a, we weren't in an era there in the mid to late eighties where teams pass nearly as much as they are these days, but what was it like to play defensive back and how did you approach that? Well, uh, the one thing about playing defense and, uh, and I don't know how other people approached it, but my main thing was, you know, I didn't want to let my teammates down. Um, and I know I was uh, one of the 11 cogs in the wheel. Um, but, uh, you know, I definitely had a, a, a certain, um, you know, a, a certain function uh, that, uh, you know, that I had to, uh, uh, you know, meet and, and provide uh, during the course of, uh, you know, playing. Um, I, you know, I wasn't the most uh, physical. Um, you know, I, I, I prided myself when you know, not getting my uniform dirty and, uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you know, whether it was a, a wet game, I wanted to stay as clean as possible. Um, but I still wanted to, uh, 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 you know, try to, you know, like I said, make plays on balls, make plays, uh, you know, tackle, uh, you know, when, uh, when necessary. <laughs> um, so, but my main thing was trying to be, uh, you know, just trying to go after the ball. Um, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I guess have uh, have the, the offensive side have a fear 
of uh, throwing to my side of the field. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, during the course of the year, you know, we, you know, it wasn't too bad, I guess, uh, um, uh, as far as us not, you know, giving up a whole lot of points. Yeah, and fear you, they should have, because uh, you led the team that year with six interceptions. And uh, like I said earlier, when when a defense is only given up 12 or under in a 13-game schedule, uh, that 11-man cog that you're talking about, everyone fitting together like a puzzle, uh, the puzzle fit together pretty smoothly, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, it, it was definitely – and, and one of the good things about it, too, is that we used to – uh, you know, have some, uh, you know, some friendly competition. Um, Cause I believe uh, uh, Owen Benjamin was the other corner and um, um, you know, OJ was, uh, you know, playing out at uh, safety. Um, so we would have competitions to, you know, see who can, you know, get the most tackles during the course of a game or get uh, uh, the most uh, uh, interceptions during the course of a game and stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of fun. Just some of the chatter, uh, you know, that we would have back there. And then Ed Yoon at the uh, Hawk or the, the strong safety. Yep. Yep. So it was, and of course, you know, Ed, none, Ed, none of you three came up uh, maybe like Ed, huh? No, no, no. That's why he was I like was a Tasmanian three. devil, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why it was the three of us because it was no, no <laughs> you were no selective in who you included in this. Yeah. 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 Because he would just be all, I mean, he, he you know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was just all over the field and, uh, and you talk about, like you said, Tasmanian devil. He would never, I mean, that's one person that I never saw him out of breath. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, he was just, I mean, he was, I mean, he was a beast on the field. Not big in stature, but no. did not, but did not back down from sticking his nose on someone. No, not, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you and uh, Owen and OJ in that back end, um, that's, uh, that's almost like the origins of, uh, of a Geauga County no fly zone right there. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh it was uh it was it was very it was very fun. It was I mean it definitely was definitely was fun. So I'm gonna quickly just kind of go down the uh, schedule and if one of the games there's a memory that sticks out, just feel free to jump in and interject. Uh we start off that week one against Richmond Heights. Uh it's a 48 to 10 win. Um a lot of guys sitting shortly after halftime um <laughs> go into go into uh, week two and this is the sort of the introduction to chagrin falls to the schedule one of the first uh additions to the schedule to try to pump it up a little bit my dad talks about how there were parents that were concerned because of the size of school and some of the success that they had had recently and uh we go and Beat them forty three to eight. So uh, now that that was one. Of the, that was one of the. Um, I, I get it was weird for me, personally. Um, that was one of those games where, of course, it was a big school, but where I, you know, where I played at, you know, I, and that I, I went back to junior high school, where, you know, we just had a bunch of guys from a lot of different schools. So it didn't matter if we went to a big school, went to a small school, um, you, you know, well, they didn't have homeschool back then, but, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, it didn't matter. We just went out and played. And, you know, it was a little intimidating at first because, you know, Coach Walton always had his, you know, <laughs> we always had the fear of God going into every, uh, you know, every game. You know, we, you know, we had no idea 
if they were the best thing since sliced bread or if they were the worst team that ever walked the face of the earth. We had no idea. I, and I had no idea because, you know, especially coming in, that was my first introduction to a lot of these schools. So I had no idea, but I, I heard so many things about Chagrin Falls, Chagrin Falls, and, you know, and other teams like that. So it was, you know, it, it was definitely one of those experiences. I was like, well, I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, but, you know, I just knew we had to come out and, you know, give it our all. I, I mean, I think Chagrin was a pretty quality program, but for those two years in 86 and 87, I mean, we just had their number and they could not have an answer to us and three and zero against them in two years. So yeah, yeah that's not bad. <laughs> not at all. So week three, we, uh, we go ahead and get one of those one-off schedules where we, Mr. Brian, the athletic director, Tom Brian, he finds just a, a one-year fill-in and we go take a trip to Jeromesville Hillsdale where, you know, you, yeah. you could, if you could locate that on a map and, uh, <laughs> And they were, that was just a, uh, not a great fit as far as a matchup. Uh, they had very few answers to our speed, our athleticism, and just frankly, our, uh, quality of play. Yeah, it, that was, uh, you know, first of all, I think that was one of the first long trips. Yes. Well, the, one me, of many, one of yeah, many coming yeah, up. Yeah. That was, you know, it was a long trip and I was like, what, you know, you know, <laughs> you know you're thinking like, what in the heck are we going? Uh, you know, and like I said, we didn't have, yeah, as, as a sophomore, you know, everything was, you know, 30 minutes or less, 20 minutes. Uh, so that wasn't, uh, that was very different. Um, you know, the first, uh, um, and, and then it was, you know, it was just one of those, you know, you, you have a long week of school and then you have to travel out for a game. It was, it was a little different. And I, um, one of the things that was good, as, you know, we still, you know, rose uh, to the occasion and, and and took care of business. But, you know, as, you know, I mean, even as an 11th grade, uh, you know, as a junior, you know, you still have, you know, you, you still got to study, you still got to practice, you still, and, you know, I had a, you know, it was about a 40 minute ride, you know, home every day as well. So that was a little, you know, and then, you know, having to deal with a, a long ride on a, <laughs> on a school bus uh, to play a lot, football. A lot of things to balance yeah. there for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and of course, you know, you know, you think about it now, but back then, you know, you, you get that adrenaline and you just want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of how it affects you, you just, you know, you just want to get out there and play. I think it speaks to also um, one of the many positives that we always talk about when we say be a part of sports, be a part of an athletics team is it really teaches you how to time manage, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yeah. really have all your stuff in order because it'll quickly show you how well you uh, use your time. And as an athlete, uh, you have sort of quite a time commitment to the academics piece being at Hawken. And then you have the athletics piece. And as you said, you had a little bit of travel at the beginning and end of each day. You find out real quickly how well you use your time. Oh yeah. Um, that's, you know, you had a lot of, uh, you know, I, I found myself uh, spending a lot of uh, time, especially, you know, whether I'm riding, you know, as I stated before, riding in with Dan or uh, riding on a school bus, uh, you know, doing homework, trying to get ahead, uh, especially when, you know, you have those uh, those Friday night trips, uh, you know, uh, Friday night football games and stuff like that. So, it, uh, you know, you definitely had to had to balance your time, uh, you know, a, a, sitting in the hallways, uh, you know, during your free periods, uh, you definitely, 
you know, you definitely took advantage of it. So that Hillsdale game was a 53-0 win. Uh, so if that was a long trip, then the following week going down to Wellsville was even further. Um, that is the definition of I went down to the river right there because oh, yeah. that school is down on the river. Oh, yeah. It was literal. <laughs> Uh, 38 to 12. Um, what do you remember about that game? Because I know there, there's that, there's that pretty uh, special play that OJ was a part of as far as that pick six late in the game that uh, yeah. stood for a while as a uh, state record for longest interception return. You know, you know, that was one of those, you know, I, I kind of related that play to basketball, you know, when, when, when you have a, a player coming down and, you know, it's getting ready to, you know, just jack a, sh- a three from almost half court. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. You know, like one of Steph Curry shots. Right. Oh, no, 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 great shot. Until it goes in, right? <laughs> you know, because we're sitting back there like, all right, you know, he's going to down the ball. And, you know, we're standing around and, you know, he starts zigging one way and then zagging the other. We're like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> and, and next thing you know, everything just lined up. And, you know, the first thing in my mind was like, all right, you know, we just kind of set up like a punt return. Right. And and it just, and it just fell in place. Uh, but it, <laughs> but it, was, it was a funny thing because, you know, I mean, I'm seriously, I mean, seriously just sitting back there looking like, you know, all right, the play's over. You know, he's going to down the ball. And like I said, he just kept going and going and going. And next thing you know, touchdown. I remember hearing about that game and that play, and I was actually not able to go to that game. I was in third grade at the time, I think, and my mom yeah. must have decided that, or dad, mom and dad must have decided that was too far of a trip for me to go. Um, I was bummed, man. I did not get to see that. Uh, I did not get to see that play or that game. And to, oh, the, to this day, that is a, a copy of, the 86 season that's a game that we don't have it oh, was yeah. misplaced or lost or something oh, really? so i can't even wow. go back and enjoy it that way oh man oh goodness <laughs> so we're sitting there at uh 4-0 we have medina buckeye which we uh shut out 32-0 and then independence 44-7 gilmore 28-3 and then we have a week eight opponent against uh university school a game in which we win 28-6 and uh, you have a nice little 43-yard scoop and score on a fumble. Uh-huh. And uh, so you had seen the U.S. rivalry as a sophomore, um, but this was really probably your first uh, interaction with them from the standpoint of being on the field for the yeah. whole game. Yeah. Talk, talk it, about that rivalry. Yeah, I mean, it was always intense. Um, it, you know, it was, it was one of those things where no matter how good or how bad, you know, either team, uh, you know, is at the time, it was always, you know, a competitive game. Um, you know, although our scores didn't necessarily indicate it, uh, it was, I think a lot of times they were a lot closer than they, than they seemed. Um, sure. Uh, and I think also they had, uh, uh, I think that was our junior year, uh, where they had a, uh, a running back that came in um, uh, from another school. I think it came from Beachwood or something, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, he, you know, everyone, you know, of course, Coach Walton would, you know, tell us how great, uh, you know, how great he was and this and that. And, you know, I mean, he was pretty good. Uh, but I think he ended up being running back to West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, but of course, you know, never seen the guy, never knew what, 
you know, what to expect or anything of that nature. But, uh, uh, you know, so, so I guess it, it, that was always a great thing, um, um, uh, you know, having high expectations for the other team. And I, you know, those were a lot of, a lot of situations where I didn't mind them letting me down <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, you know, not living up to those expectations uh, on, on their end. <laughs> so after that uh, victory over university school, we close out the regular season with a 28 to eight victory over WRA. And then in week 10 in a uh, 41 to 12 victory over Brooklyn, uh, you are a part of a 75-yard touchdown reception from Dan Feld that uh, is one of the longer passing touchdowns in uh, program history. You said you remembered your first varsity reception against uh, Richmond Heights was on a post route. What was this route? If I'm not mistaken, that was a post as well. Oh, let's get Marcus <laughs> the post, right? How are they not keeping? Uh, how are they not keeping uh, free safety over the top on you? Uh, and and I believe that was a backside. Uh, okay, that one was. Yeah, that was a backside. That so was, uh, so the quarterback would probably do a little soft roll away from you, set up over place uh, backside tackle, and then yeah. hit you on the backside post. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and I still remember that play. I mean, there was absolutely nobody within like thirty yards of me. I mean, it, it's, it's like okay. I mean, <laughs> just don't is, drop this. Just don't. Exactly. That was my thing. Is just don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. Those can be yeah. some of the toughest ones to bring in. Oh, oh yeah, because uh, you know it's a lot easier. Hey, you, you got a lot more excuses if someone's, uh, you know, someone's uh, draped all over you. <laughs> so that uh, that is a ten and zero regular season, second one in a row for us. But like I'd mentioned earlier, this is now a team that is the first qualifying playoff team in Hawk and program history. Week eleven, we uh, we get matched up with Grand Valley. And uh, Grand Valley's uh, a physical team up front, big team. Uh, they got a offensive lineman that I think might have gone to Ohio State or something like that. So pretty, pretty physical, ground-oriented team. And we come in and uh, we beat them twenty-eight to eight. And I think one of the most memorable or funniest things to come out of this is the coach at the time said, "You know, we did pretty well. If it wasn't for OJ, I know we would have won." Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I, I would have, I would love to go back in time and see the look on the face of the reporter when he heard that response because it had to be like, which game, coach? Which game were you a part of? Oh man, that 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 was funny. That was funny. And and, and to go back again, that was one of those things you you know you just kind of expected them to just you know I mean just just ground and pound the whole way, and you know you know they. You know, but at the time we had, uh, you know, Mel Jones up front too. So, and uh, Andy Pay, uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, so that that kind of helped, uh, you know, kind of clog the middle a little bit, uh, you know, in, in their run game. Uh. For sure. And so not only are we first time playoff uh, team, but now we're, we're advancing, we're going, you know, let's see how far we can make this run uh, happen. And so week 12, uh, we have a game against Wyndham, um, a game yep. that was uh, nice and cold, nice and cold. That was a freezing game <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. so co so cold that I think it also affected a little bit of the offensive output in this game because the final score ends up being eight to six. Uh, you remember that game? Uh, I'm, I'm sure 
staying warm was uh, high on the yeah. high on the list of things to do. Oh yeah, we had the uh, I remember that game because we had the uh, the propane the heaters. Yeah, those big uh, heaters on the sideline. Yeah, and hey, hey, was another, hey, that was another culture thing. I had no idea. Well, I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> I've never used one before, but I know they were warm. And, but I'm and appreciating nice. them right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was nice, nice and toasty, nice and toasty. And so we get that uh, we get that narrow uh, margin of victory over Wyndham, and uh, we advance to uh, state semis. And we're heading down to BW. So this was kind of our first big stage moment because the previous two weeks were at uh, at high school, just regional sites. And then this one, they placed us at Baldwin-Wallace, Finney Stadium, much bigger uh, stadium and backdrop. You got the turf for the first time, uh, first turf game in school yep. history. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the turf of today it's the turf of then which was just glorified green carpet and uh we go in against castelia margareta and another sort of slug fest where both teams are just giving it their all and not able to sort of put points on the board and uh, the final score of that one unfortunately was a 10 to 8 loss um last game of your junior camp go ahead yeah, that one uh, that was sort of bitter for me. <laughs> uh, uh, personally, I uh, uh, you know that was one of the games. I guess I didn't prepare as much as I should have, uh, so I take a lot of blame in that particular loss. How so? Uh, well, for one, uh, I forgot my jersey. Oh, gee. I was that year. I was uh, I, you know I um, you know I used to look up to Kevin Slash, so I I had his number that year, twenty four. Uh, the previous year I was 29 because he had 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what ended up happening, um, like I said, I left my jersey in the locker room. Um, and uh, once we got to the game, I, uh, I ended up using the jersey for Sean Jenkins. And he was 29. So <clears throat> and during the course of that game, I think the touchdown that they scored, you know, I, I bit on an inside move and they threw a corner out. And, you know, right over my fingertips, the guy caught a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the fortunate, I mean, the bad thing about it is that, uh, you know, like I said, we, you know, we lost the game. And, um, but the, the good thing about it is that in the public eye, I wasn't the one that was blamed because it says Sean Jenkins was the one that was oh, Poor Sean Jenkins. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but it was me. The team knew it was me, so I kind yeah. of felt in regards to that. You, uh, you were not the only one in, uh, in previous years to uh, forget an item going to a game. And it almost always ended up being a playoff game. And I think it was just one of those things where you were so excited and so ready for that moment yep. that that uh, equipment bag double check is uh, glossed oh, yeah. over, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I end up apologizing to Sean for the rest of the semester. <laughs> yeah, I would say. <laughs> he's probably sitting there with just like a park parka on over his uh you know street clothes because he doesn't have yeah. a jersey there yep yeah yep so 12 and one finish to the season great season but man feeling like we were oh so close to making it one step further and so as the season comes to an end and we're going through the off season and getting ready for that 87 campaign you your senior year 
um, looking to uh, get back at it and with the absolute goal of it's Columbus. We're going to Columbus to play. Um, state semifinals is quite a accomplishment, but we're, we're bigger than that. We have bigger goals than that. And so heading into that senior campaign, I was curious uh, kind of what the thought was and the talk was about within the team of heading into that 87 campaign. You know, that was more of a, you know, um, uh, 87 was more of, you know, redemption. Um, you know, we, you know, like I said, we, we, we kind of thought that we fell short of, uh, of what we set out to do. Um, you know, for one, because, you know, we had the 80, 85 campaign, which we didn't make the playoffs. So 86 was one of those years where it's like, all right, we got to show them that we belong. Um, you know, so it was one of those kind of, kind of situations. And then, you know, the, the, the following year, 87 was like, okay, you know, we, we not only belong, you know, we, we deserve, you know, we, we, we deserve to win this thing and we need to work hard and put, you know, put forth the effort, uh, you know, to, to show that and to, uh, to prove it. So that's what we were looking at going in, you know, going into the season. Yeah. So as a program coming from the 85 season into 86 and now 86 into seven, that spotlight and that attention and focus, not just locally, but statewide was pretty good to begin with, but now it's really shining a little bit brighter and it sort of uh, brings up what my dad's always talked about with the perfume (laughs) and uh, it might smell pretty nice, pretty fragrant from, uh, from a little bit of ways back but the closer you get to it or yeah. if you try to take a sip of it, it can get yep. you sick it could get you wrong so you gotta you gotta keep that perfume at, at an appropriate distance yeah yes and and that was definitely uh that was definitely the case um you know going into that season uh you know and especially it was a lot of uh um you know a lot of attention with the team you know being successful for the past uh you know few years as well as, you know, the success that OJ had, uh, you know, so there was more media, um, you know, of course, nothing that they would have today. <laughs> with no, all I was actually just going to comment on that. Can you imagine what that oh, yeah. 85 to yeah. 86 and 86 to 87 year, what that span would have been like if we were living it now, as, oh, yeah. far, as far as the attention of it? Yep. Yeah. It, uh, mean, that's a, that's a different beast. Yeah. And I mean, that would have been, I mean, that would have been something that would have been incredible. Um, I, now, I, I don't know how we would have dealt with that, especially being, at, you know, being at the small school that, uh, you know, that Hawking is. Um, I don't know if uh, uh, you know, the headmaster would have. Uh, <laughs> Mar- Marcus, I am so glad that there was not social media when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been something else that really would have. Um, so. As we get into uh, week one here in a moment, I just want to fast forward to end of the season. Uh, you accounted for 978 yards all purpose. You had nine touchdowns to your credit and then defensively 71 tackles and five interceptions. And then little less known fact, six of seven on passing plays. <laughs> six of seven on passing plays, 126 yards, one TD. Uh, completion percentage of ballpark 85%. I mean, <laughs> why was, uh, why was my dad not calling uh, a couple more pass plays for you there? Well, double, double passes and the like, and uh, probably because the year before I was like, 
for three or something like that. <laughs> I know, but over over three to a six for seven. I mean, that's <laughs> so. I had, I had sign to me up. up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely had to make up for that for the previous year. Okay, well, I would say you did. <laughs> so week week one, we get going, and we have uh, Chagrin Falls second year in a row early on. And this actually was a Chagrin Falls team that I think they were a lot more confident about. Uh, they had a pretty decent ball carrier yeah. over there that we were familiar with. And uh, they were kind of talking the part about this, this matchup being more favorable for them. And so we go out and we win week one, 32 to 18. Uh, sort of the... The result we want in the win, um, and uh, yeah, thoughts on that? Well, that that was a uh, um, you know normally we were used to starting off the year with like Richmond Heights, so it was a little different. Yeah, uh, you know, starting off with chagrin. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was on um, like the Channel 25 game of the week. It definitely was. Yeah, yeah. they spotlighted. Uh, yeah, that game yeah. right away. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, you know, so it was a lot, it was a lot of pressure on us, I think, um, you know, going into the season, um, you know, like I said, we had expectations um, that we were, you know, going to be pretty good and uh, expectations that we wanted to, uh, you know, play down in the shoe, but, you know, it's different when you put the pressure on yourself as opposed to uh, others having those expectations as well. So we definitely had to, had to live up to it in that particular game and, uh, you know, going forward. Week two, another uh, another new team to the schedule, looking uh, like a much bigger squad here for us, and that's Perry, the Pirates, and we win 40-14 to 14 in week two. Uh, week three, Wellsville. I'm trying to think if I misspoke earlier. Was the uh, was the interception return in the junior campaign? I think it might have been the senior think, year, actually. Yeah, I think it was. A, yeah, I think it was the senior year. I had them flopped, so it was that senior year that we yeah, went down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Senior year. Yep. So we already uh, we already talked yeah, about yeah, that they, one they, a little bit. Come up. Yeah. 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 That was. Yeah. That was our senior year. Yeah. Week Week four, Cuyahoga Heights, twenty to zero. Uh, Week five, Medina Buckeye, twenty six to zero, and then uh, six. now Medina Buckeye. Medina Buckeye was an interesting game, um, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one was this the rain delay prior to yep, yep, yeah that was the delay. Plus, it was a short Friday, you uh, know, when we, Friday. So, uh, <laughs> so for whatever reason, we were I can't remember whose house we were having a team meal at, but OJ and I were, we were riding out and, you know, I was giving him a ride and we were going to, you know, to the meal to get our spaghetti dinner, but he forgot something at home. So we had to go back to his house and we get back up to the meal and everyone's already gone. So we ride up to the school and we're as late as late can be. Uh, the bus had already left. So we pull up, the equipment van is there. So OJ and I, we, we pile up in the equipment van and spread out and go to sleep on the way to the game. Uh, Who was driving the equipment van that year? Was that Coach Waller? Was that Coach Moses? Yeah, Coach Who was Waller. that? Coach Waller. Coach Waller. Yeah. yeah. So of course, 
got a lesson along the way. <laughs> and oh, rightfully, I'm sure. Rightfully so. Uh, so we get to the game and, you know, it, it was a rain delay. I think it was about an hour, two hour rain delay at halftime, thunder and lightning. Uh, we were getting our butts whooped. Um, I mean, the, you know, you would have thought that they hadn't lost a game in three or four years. Uh, I mean, they definitely stepped up. Uh, and that was a game where uh, Will Appling got a concussion. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was knocked out of the game. Uh, and, and fortunate for us, you know, we got a chance to sleep <laughs> during halftime, <laughs> rest up. And we came out, uh, you know, just energized after that game. I mean, after the halftime. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, granted, I think the game might have been on by 11 o'clock by the time it was over. Right. But, yeah. So uh, the second half was, you know, what they say is a tale of two halves. Um, second half, you know, our, our performance didn't compare. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, the first half was pale in comparison to the second half. So we go into that locker room for the uh, for the weather delay. And we're kind of like, yeah, that was, you know, we're not playing our game yet, but hey, we're OK. Let's just stick to sort of the plan that we have in place. And they're on the other side of the wall going crazy. Oh, yeah. They're like they're like trying to intimidate and trying to. And like you yeah. said, it was a long delay. So I think they might have been doing a little uh, a little too much uh, activity over there. And as a result, we came out fresh and ready to finish this game. And they came out and looked like they uh, they had already played a full game. Yeah, I mean, because they, I mean, and, you know, hey, they they were excited. They played a heck of a half. I mean, they, I, I want to say they held us to one touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, early on, it was uh, just one, yeah. one, one score zero. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was tough. And it was a, it was a wake up call. Um, I mean, it definitely was a wake up call for us. So we come back uh, after that delay and outscore them three scores to zero final score 26 zero uh zanesville rosecrans up next 40 to seven um i think that was one of those matchups where uh the staff felt like they kind of had to call off the uh the yeah. the dogs and the uh the attack pretty early on um which takes us to week seven against university school and uh one of the nicer lopsided scores that we've had uh, in the uh history of that matchup where the Hawks win 39-0. And that was uh that was that was that was very enjoyable for us because uh you know especially our class I think uh you know that was one of the first classes that beat US three years. Um and you know that was the rivalry that you know that we always you know we always heard about coming in. So for us to you know, to kind of beat them convincingly all three years. Um, that was, uh, it was, it was very refreshing for us. Very I think, refreshing. I think that was the game. I think that was the year I should say that the game, uh, their student section made a huge banner and attached it to the front of the stands. And it said, OJ who. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out so well for them. No, no, no. No, that was uh that uh, I think I think it kind of fueled him a little bit, right? So <laughs> so seven and zero, oh, and uh, we had week eight down to uh, Hudson, Ohio, for a Saturday afternoon game at WRA Western Reserve Academy, and uh, a game that definitely sticks in the side and just 
all these years later, you still can't help think about that game and have a bad taste in your mouth for, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you start. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they, I think they always talk about the home cooking. Uh, that was definitely one of those, uh, that was definitely one of those games. Um, like I said, Hey, the, the, the refs allowed it to stay close, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think matter of fact, I think we had, I, th- I remember I scored a touchdown. They called it back. And I think, you know, OJ scored a touchdown. They called it back. Uh, so it was a, co- you know, it was a few scores that we had. And, and I still remember, I think we out, you know, we had like twice as many yards as they did during the course of that game. Um, and the, the score was definitely not indicative of the actual play on the field. Um, so it, you know, it was definitely one of those things where, you know, of course, not to blame the refs, but it, it just didn't, it didn't add up. It, it definitely didn't add up. Yeah, it's a hard enough game to prepare for each week and then yeah. go play against your opponent and win. Um, yeah. It's another when you're playing against more than just your opponent. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like you're saying, a lot of uh, seemingly questionable calls, put that politely. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and talk about sort of the mindset of the players coming out of that because here you are you're in your third year in the program and this is your first regular season loss um it it, it was weird because you know it for that reason alone it left a bitter taste in our mouth um you know we had no idea you know, like I said, and, and even before that, the only loss we ever had was, you know, in the playoffs. So to be able to, uh, to go, you know, you know, th- uh, two and, you know, three fourths of a season without losing a regular season game. Um, you know, like I said, we, you know, for one, you know, you could say we got spoiled, but we put in a lot of hard work as well. And, you know, we didn't like the fact that that hard work was being, you know, kind of null and voided for, you know, no fault of our own, <laughs> just because of who we were. <laughs> yeah. So that Margareta loss the previous year, the season comes to an end and you have yeah. that off season to sort of let it pass and then get ready for the 87 season. This is your first, we've got to respond in the middle of the season to a loss. Um, how long did, how long did the feeling um, go from, Hey, we feel like we got one stolen from us to, let's put it in the rear view or rear view and let's just start continuing on our path to what our goal is. Actually, it, it didn't take long at all because by the time Monday came around, um, you know, it was, it was two things. Uh, one is that we, you know, like I said it was a feeling that we didn't like. Um, so we knew we had to bounce back uh, because, you know, one, especially the, the seniors on the team, you know, we were a little nervous about making the playoffs after a loss because we knew our sophomore year, we were undefeated and didn't make it. It's true. You know, so it was a lot of things running through our heads. So, you know, we knew we had to, you know, you know, step up and, uh, and, and respond accordingly. I think it speaks to the quality of upperclassmen on that team and specifically your senior class that, um, as 17 year olds and maybe some 18 year olds, you can, uh, individually, but then collectively as a team, make that distinction of 
let's keep going because we don't want to miss out our senior year. I can think of a lot of years where, you know, the team might not be that mature to be able to, to identify kind of the situation at hand and not focus on what just happened. Yeah. Because we had a decent size, uh, you know, senior class, but we didn't have a lot of, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of uh, underclassmen. Um, because I believe even during uh, playoffs, you know, we brought up a few freshmen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it, it was it was a lot easier for us to have those types of conversations and discussions with the underclassmen because, like I said, it, you know, it wasn't as many. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to, I think, my sophomore year, we had like six seniors. Um, so it was kind of like the inverse of that because we had a, you know, pretty decent sized class. Yeah. So your senior year, the locker room's a little bit older and you can have some grown up conversations instead yep. of uh, trying to coddle to the youth. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, week nine, we come back and uh, we have a game against Gilmore Academy and Hawks win 40 to 14. Yep. Uh, and then week 10, we finish up for the second year in a row against Brooklyn and almost absolutely carbon copy score them. Uh, this yep. time it is 41 to 13. And as as that game finishes up, um, we do find out that, yes, the playoffs are uh, are definitely going to happen. Uh, probably a little bit of a sigh of relief somewhere in that week nine, week 10, because, you know, the playoffs uh, were not a, a guarantee back then because they accepted so few schools. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you really you really had to put your work in and earn it a different way than any other sport that uh, the Ohio uh, high school sports association sets up. Yeah. And th- another thing that was kind of weird about that one too, is uh, I guess it was on a, a more of a side note. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was the last game of the year. Uh, but it was a, a, a song that we would always listen to uh, that, uh, that was kind of according uh, to that season, uh, the regular season. And that was the beastie boys, no sleep to Brooklyn. Cause that was the year that that song came out. So we, nice. you know, we would play that and it would, it would kind of motivate us all throughout the season. So it was, kind of, it was kind of cool that it came out that way. Wearing out that tape with that rewind back and forth, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> you can't just press play again or a uh, previous song. Oh, yeah. You got to rewind and try to time it up. Yeah, rewind. Hey, I hope, hey, I hope the cassette didn't break. <laughs> right. When it popped, when it popped out bottom and started to get all tangled up and you're using a pencil or a finger trying to dial it back straight, but it, yeah. Hey, getting the scissors and the scotch tape. Uh. Market, Marcus, the things that uh, <laughs> kids these days have no idea about, right? I mean, none whatsoever. None no, whatsoever. they don't even they don't even know about scratches on a on a CD and trying to you know get past that problem. They're all about the digital <laughs> right now. Oh man! So week eleven. Uh, return to the playoffs, and we have Petersburg Springfield, a team that was coming in with quite a bit of fanfare, um, especially with their quarterback. Quarterback was very accomplished, and uh, the Hawks come in and we win eighteen to thirteen. So pretty close uh, contest coming out of the gates. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough one. We, uh, uh, you know, that was one where. You know, like I said, I told you, Coach Wall would always tell us that, uh, you know, teams were good. But, you know, I think we kind of came into it. You know, they, they were pretty good. I mean, I give them credit. Um, but, you know, I think we might have been a little bit lax 
you know, because of, uh, you know, what we had been through the previous two, three weeks. Um, so I think, uh, you know, at least, you know, the portion of that game, we, you know, we, we might not have lived up to, uh, um, uh, you know, what we could have done on the field, but it was enough to win, but not enough to be as convincing as we had been throughout the rest of the season. So that victory then puts us into a week 12 matchup, which is a rematch of week one against Chagrin Falls. Uh, this one gets put, it gets placed, I should say, at Menor High School, nice little stadium out there. And uh, at this point, you know, 2-0, yeah. third matchup in two seasons, and uh, they go with the uh, the plan of attack that, we're going to put all of our eggs in the try to contain OJ basket didn't work out so well. And I think uh, for some, not within our program, obviously, but for some, it was sort of that first realization that this is an extremely talented squad and it is not just the, the makeup of one individual. And so while they might've slowed them down a little bit in the first half, uh, guys like Dave Hankel and others uh, really just, took advantage of that opportunity and sort of said, that's not going to work for you. Yeah. Another, another thing that was good about that too, is that we had, uh, you know, we had a junior quarterback, you know, Greg, Greg Kickle. Greg Kickle. Yep. So that, you know, so, you know, you know, no one had any idea, you know, that he was going to perform throughout the season and during the playoffs as well as he did. Uh, you know, of course, yeah, we, you know, we, you know, we, we, we hope that everything would go accordingly, but, you know, I, I just remember as a sophomore, I had a senior quarterback as a junior, I had a senior quarterback and as a senior, you know, we didn't have a quarterback in the wing, so to speak. <laughs> so, um, so that, especially when we had a game like that, where of course they would try to, you know, contain OJ that would, you know, we had to rely more, you know, on Greg. And, uh, you know, definitely that was one of those opportunities where he, you know, he stepped up to the plate. Yeah, very accurate, I would say, with that statement. He did step up, uh, made some big plays. Uh, so we we go ahead and win that uh, regional final. So we get to uh, raise that trophy a second year in a row. And then we go on to um, state semifinals, final four here, and we get a team named Archbold from about as far west Ohio as you can get before the Indiana border. And uh, return trip to Baldwin-Wallace. So two straight seasons in a row. Uh, like I had mentioned, the previous year was against Margareta, a very close contest in which we fell. We fell. Um, but this year, uh, we answered. All right. And we, like we had mentioned going into this 87 review, it was about unfinished business and getting to Columbus. And, uh, one of uh, the most memorable games that uh, I was able to be on the sidelines for a 21 to 14 victory over Archbold. Yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, that was very refreshing. Um, it, uh, you know, of course it wasn't the last game, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was our last victory uh, of, uh, of my senior year. Um, it was, it was great to, to, you know, to do enough to get down to the shoe. Of course we wanted to win, um, uh, you know, to get down there and win. Um, but that, uh, especially after what happened, you know, to me personally, <laughs> the, the year before at Baldwin Wallace, 
So, you know, that, that entire game, I was like, well, I, you know, I, I just got to make sure that, that uh, you know, history doesn't repeat itself. And for the listener, we were in Jersey 24 for that game. That is correct. So <laughs> the, hey, the good thing about it, if they did see tape, they wouldn't have known it was me. <laughs> uh, so that, that was a good thing about it, but it was, uh, but it was, it was very, uh, it was very exciting. Um, you know, that was, you know, first time, you know, playing, um, you know, or going, you know, winning uh, to have the opportunity to play in the shoe. So it was, you know, that, uh, that game, uh, as well as everything, uh, you know, the festivities leading up uh, to that, uh, that, that following week, uh, it was just, it was just uh, tremendous, remarkable. Yeah, a lot of big wins, a lot of big games in this uh, three-year span that we're talking of yours. But that was sort of the first win where it really felt like celebratory at the end. You know, it wasn't yeah. just like, hey, great game. Hey, we all got smiles on our faces. But it was just a nice just sort of explosion of emotion because yeah. I think everyone realized all of that hard work is now showing itself as we qualified to head down to Columbus the following week. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, it was a lot of lot of hard work, uh, and that was a that was a good team. It wasn't an easy game. Um, it was uh, they were a very quality opponent. So it was, uh, you know, we had we pretty much had to, you, you know, those uh, those those tests that we have on, uh, you know, the, the days before the game, uh, uh, the quizzes. Yeah. You know, they uh, they they definitely came into play. Um, you know, in, in regards to that particular game, and it was, uh, you know, it was. You know, Coach Walton definitely kept us focused. Um, uh, you know, kept our kept our eyes on the prize, and uh, um, you know, kept our eyes on the opponent that was at hand, as opposed to you know just a future opportunity of uh, playing in the shoot. Remember much from that week leading up to the state championship game? What sort of the school week and prep during practice? What that kind of felt like? Yeah, well, practice was almost the same. Um, uh, don't change know, too much of what you've done. No, and yeah. And, and that was the good thing about it. And I, it, it, you know, I, I couldn't understand that initially. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, but coach Walton being the, the psychologist, uh, that he is, <laughs> um, it, he, he definitely kept everyone grounded. Um, um, you know, and unfortunately, uh, of all the times that he talked about how great a team was, um, in our opponent <laughs> down from Columbus. This is the first uh, time someone believed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the, and that was the time <laughs> that, uh, you know, like I said, it truly was a, a very uh, remarkable team. So we get down to Columbus later that week. Uh, you got to initially get over kind of the, the big eyes of yeah. the, ve- the venue you're playing at and, uh, we get to we get to the game and the weather kind of took a little turn there, twenty four hours into uh, kickoff, and the old uh, the old turf down at Ohio Stadium was was similar to BW, so that a little bit of a freezing rain caused a lot of uh, a lot of ice to sort of accumulate, become a frozen surface, and for the Hawks going into that game, we predicated our attack on one cut, two cut, get our athletes in space. Everything, yeah. everything was sprinting out, misdirection, speed, yeah. getting to the edge. And uh, it made for a, a challenging surface to play on. Uh, I mean, that it did. 
you know, like I said, we had, a, you know, a little bit of snow, a little bit of ice, um, you know, in, in the nooks and crannies of uh, of the, if you want to call it the AstroTurf. <laughs> Yeah, like right. we were, yeah, we were that finesse team. Um, and Columbus Academy was a power team. So when you have a power team, that definitely plays to their advantage. Um, and we, you know, it's just a lot of things that we, you know, we, we were not able to do, um, you know, because of the, the, the conditions. Um, you know, it's different playing in the rain, but, or it's different playing on a muddy field. But when you're playing on ice, it's, I mean, it's almost, it's almost nothing you could do. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't cut. No, uh, and you can't, you can't slow yeah. down too much because that's not going to benefit you either. So you're trying to go, you know, full acceleration a lot of times and it's just, it's not working out for you. Yeah. I mean, you're running in, you know, kind of like the Flintstones, you're running in, you know, trying to start a car, you're just running in place. Um, I mean, but it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where we weren't, you know, we weren't used to. Um, and, it, you know, and not to, you know, kind of throw it aside, but, you know, one of the things about Columbus Academy is that they, you know, they were in that environment the whole week. So they knew what everything was going to be like. They're 20 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was a little bit different, uh, you know, it was a little bit different for them preparing than it was for us. Um, you know, we didn't have that, you know, turf field um, to, uh, uh, you know, to prepare on or to even know that it was going to be like that. Plus they, it was another game right before us, um, the Akron Bookdo. Um, uh, I forgot who they played, but they played right before us because we were on the same side with them. And um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think, you know, they won. And, uh, you know, I remember them coming off the field, you know, telling us to go ahead and, you know, bring bring another trophy back to Northeast Ohio. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty, yeah, you know, it's pretty good feeling from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, it kind of relaxed you a little bit before the game. But what? Uh, but that was before we got a chance to get on the field and see the conditions, and it was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was it was a little different. It was a little different. So that's a a twenty one zero loss to Columbus Academy. Um, describe what you can remember about as far as sort of that raw motion feel of so many accomplishments, but yeah. just ultimately falling one game short. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think one of the, one of the uh, motions that I had, uh, actually was on, a, I think it was on, a, it was on like one of the newspapers. It was just a picture of me just crying. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking, I'm like, geez, you know, high school football is over. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you didn't think about it. Either way it go, whether it was a loss or a win, it was going to be over. But you know, it that the realization came down. It's like, oh man, this, this is it. Um, and you know, to to go out with a loss, it was, you know, that you know, as a, you know, as a senior and being there for three years and 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 uh, accomplishing the things that we did and going through the things that we, uh, you know, went through and you know the hard work and preparation you know, we kind of wanted to go out the same way we came in, you know, and, and unfortunately it didn't end up that way. Um, and like I said, you know, credit to Columbus Academy, um, credit to the, the, the weather, <laughs> but, but um, you know, so they, you know, they, we just, you know, we just couldn't do what we wanted to do. And it was unfortunate. 
Yeah, it's part of the game. I mean, you got to yeah. sort of deal with the hand you're dealt, but wouldn't it have been nice to sort of see what that oh, could have been, right? I mean, it, it, it was weird. Cause I, I even remember one point in the game, I think we were down to like the five-yard line or getting close to the five-yard line. And I remember running the ball and you couldn't even see the end zone. I got across the five-yard line. I think it was the first down. But I thought I had a touchdown <laughs> and I, you know, I, I get up jumping and screaming, I'm, you know, but we were, you know, five yards short, <laughs> but, um, you know, but it was just one of those things where, you know, you, it was just, uh, you know, the, the, the weather and field, you know, it definitely wasn't uh, to our benefit. So when did that game sort of transition to uh, where you're able to kind of look back and just really appreciate that experience? Um, and it's not just about that state championship game being a loss does that take well, a little bit of time does that take a long or is that something that no uh you know because we always have our you know discussions after the game um uh you know right there on the field and and but after after our discussion you know walking back to the locker room and just seeing all the parents and students um and and them giving us an ovation I mean that was you know that 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 uh, it kind of hit home uh it kind of hit home that we had nothing to, to hang our heads um uh you know no, you know I mean we still you know we still had to hold our heads up high because we you know we had a we had we had a great three-year run um and not too many teams in the country could say you know that uh you know they had a run like that yeah, I kind of wish that game was played in a smaller venue so we could appreciate how big the crowd actually was and how yeah. loud how loud they were because you know that at the time 90 whatever thousand seat stadium. Yeah. I mean it just doesn't do that doesn't do that size of uh crowd any any justice and so it would have been nice to be able to see a little smaller yeah. venue where we could appreciate actually how many came and how many filled it up like that BW uh location the week before yeah. and that i mean and that was great when you're talking uh you know two to two and a half hour drive or, or you know on a night i mean that's you know they took that, fan buses down yeah they got the yeah. buses going and that, kids jumping that, on you know that you know that was a heck of a turnout and you know that's that's definitely you know to be commended um uh, you know for the uh the, the faculty staff students parents uh you know the whole community and that's what it was. It was a community because we we were in a situation where, you know, if you look at, you know, Hawking and where people come from and where people, you know, whether it's coming from for, you know, for working at the school or coming from for, you know, uh, going to the school, you know, we're all over the city. You know, you know, most of the teams that we play, you know, they're, you know, they're a community. You know, you look at Chagrin Falls, everyone lives in Chagrin Falls. Most of the people probably work uh, that work there probably live in Chagrin Falls or not too far away. Um, you know, so it was a lot different for us to come together. You know, when you're talking all the different, uh, you know, cultures and groups um, to come together for that common cause. And, and then to even, you know, for the course of a season or a course of three seasons, and then to travel down like that to, to, to plan out their, their, their week to do something like that you know you don't have to do that so you know it was one of those things where we you know we definitely appreciated 
um, you know, all of that, because, uh, you know, that, like I said, that's, you know, people got busy days. People has busy, they, they have busy lives. Uh, they have a lot more important things to do than the, you know, the, to, to take off a day of work or, or, or an evening, you know, a, a Friday night fun on the town with whoever to come down and watch a bunch of kids, you know, run around and, uh, you know, in, in, on the turf. Well put Marcus. Yeah, I agree. Uh, very much there. Uh, I can remember heading over to uh, the highlight club after uh, after the game where the uh, team had sort of just like a post game uh, dinner and just seeing the range, seeing the range of uh, emotions for the players and kind of where they were living and in, in that moment and the ones that it, you could definitely tell on their face. It looked like it just finished and then others who were kind of sort of realizing uh, what we did during that season was uh was pretty darn special yeah and then also when you look at I, you know us as seniors i think we a full understanding and appreciation um but as far as this the freshmen sophomores and juniors uh you know i, I kind of wondered how they were taking it in um because you know i i guess they probably figured that hey this is something that 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 we just always going to do this is something we're always going to be a part of right you, you know so i i kind of felt you know after the fact you know and not saying that our class was you know the best thing since sliced bread but we knew we had a special you know group of guys um and it, it wasn't just you know two or three guys you know we had several and it was a, a bunch of them so and i knew the other classes behind us weren't as large uh, so, and I know they would, you know, they, they would have to really put in some hard work. So it was a little bit different. You know, I would just, you know, like I said, was just sitting thinking where we were at, you know, the highlight club was like, you know, these, you know, these guys are going to have it tough. Um, you know, they still have the expectations of putting a quality product on the field as well as, um, you know, filling some shoes of a lot of, uh, you know, seniors that were not going to be there. You had spoken earlier about the spotlight on our, like the target on our back from uh, some of these teams going into that 87 year, especially I would argue that 88 team, even, <laughs> even more so. Um, I was a part of the 93 season that we went to the state final four and lost to Huron that year. And I can remember the following year, 94, just feeling like everyone was trying to go payback on us. And so while you definitely have that spotlight on you in that season that you're going deep into the postseason, <clears throat> but the following year where you graduate that senior class and you're a little bit thinner in, at, on the depth chart in some spots. And that's when those opponents on your schedule are really trying to lick their chops to get back at you and give you a little bit of what you gave them. Yeah. And it's definitely, uh, you, you know, like I said, it is, it's not the same, same team because every year it's a different team regardless um, um you know it's never the exact same so it, it's a little it's unfortunate that they try to take it out on a different team same school but different team uh so it's a little bit unfortunate from that standpoint definitely so that'll conclude our uh, senior year 1987 review uh 12 and 2 State runner-up, 
and uh, it was a special year, man. That was definitely yeah. a special year. It really was. I mean, I, you know, it's this, you know, you still see, you know, some of the guys and, and uh, you, you know, you have, you know, you still have those conversations uh, about how fun of a year that was. Doesn't matter how many years later, those, yeah. the, those, those fun uh, conversations still happen, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be most definitely. Let's take a pause for this week's Ask Coach segment. If you'd like to be a part of the Ask Coach segment, visit the I Went Down to the River Instagram account, and there you can submit your questions. This week's question, what was your greatest accomplishment on or off of the field as a coach? Well, you know, uh, this is a little bit different answer than than maybe was directed by the question, but uh, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not playoff games, it's not uh, playoff appearances, and we've had a, a fair share of those. We had a, a nice number of postseason opportunities for the, the the young men to be involved with while they were in the football program. But uh, I think uh, I think the thing that is probably the greatest accomplishment that I personally feel is that receiving letters and uh, communication from players after they've graduated, and it could have been three or four years, it could have been eight, 10, 10 15 years later. And the, uh, the greatest accomplishment, I guess, is that uh, when I see on the impression that uh, the players had had come through the program for the lifelong lessons of becoming an adult in today's world and how you carry yourself and how you prepare for the challenges that will come up in life just like they come up day by day and week by week in the football season. But just just that whole thing about uh, uh, learning lessons that you can uh, apply to your life. And uh, there were so many references from players in that regard that they uh, – and some of them, some of them still re- – you know, get better, get worse. And I remember somebody wrote and they said, you know, uh, they, they have a meeting with their group and they say, okay, now uh, we got a week coming up here. Let's get better, not worse. Okay, this week and stuff like that. So uh, that was probably the greatest accomplishment that uh, that I feel. And now back to the interview. All right, we are going to, uh, we're going to transition into two minute drill. So we'll go a little quicker fire. Uh, on our on our question and answer here ready all right let's go all right you said that you switched to 24 once kevin slash uh graduated was there any significance to choosing that number uh actually it was a it was a number that i had in junior high school uh when i played uh when i played basketball um yep so that was one of the reasons why a favorite offensive play to run of course Sprint fast right, slide back post. <laughs> yeah. What are you closest to these days? Your 40 time, your 800, or your bench press? Man. Uh, I would say, uh, oh, man, I, w- I would say, oh, man, <laughs> 800. I would probably say 800. 800. Yeah. Uh, can you name a song from your senior year game tape? Ooh. Man, <laughs> honestly, I can't because uh, you know I just remember all the so- every year it was it, it just it, it ran together. I I, sure. I can't remember songs, uh, but if I hear a song on the radio, it 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 comes brings right it, back. brings it right back, right? Oh, it brings it right back around, and it was, I mean it was all classic rock, right? It, well, and it, 
What tradition was your favorite? Oh, fudge. So what makes what makes fudge really good? Is there something that it has to have from a characteristic standpoint? No, no I, uh, one of the things that I, from a characteristic standpoint was, was when it was uh, nice and cold because, you know, we, we did get some fudge that uh, <laughs> was not as consistent, so to speak. Uh, uh, so that, you know, all the pieces kind of ran, ran together. But uh, when it was nice and solid and square, yeah, uh, that was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Might not remember a specific name, but what was the best player that you played against in high school? Um, I would say probably one of the ones was uh, probably Chagrin Falls, TJ Fluckowitz. Yeah, okay. And I think he ended up playing with OJ at Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's our two minutes. Did you were you ever <clears throat> were you ever on fudge duty? Did you ever no. were you ever responsible for that? <laughs> no, I, no, I was not, and and and, and thankfully I, yeah. I I wasn't. Me neither. Uh, good. <laughs> yeah, a bre- a breakfast duty for you know for my mom was enough. <laughs> for sure. Oh man. Um, hey, quickly talk about what the experience was like to go from playing high school ball for Hawken to going to college and playing for Denison. Um. Hawking was a lot more intense. Um, you know, Denison, you know, it, it seemed like, it, you know, people didn't have the same respect for the game. Uh, they had the same respect for the coach because he was, a, um, you know, kind of like your father. He was, uh, you know, he was a classic coach. Um, we were the last team. Um, I think it was, no, we were the, it was two teams left in the country, I think, that ran a single wing offense, and we were one of the two. Um, and of course now they call it, you know, all kinds of stuff, whether it's the run and shoot, the, 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 you know, I mean, the, uh, wildcat, I mean, you know, but in essence, you know, it's pretty much the same thing now, you know, 30 years later, but, um, uh, but it, it definitely was, you know, it, like I said, it wasn't as intense. People didn't give it the respect, uh, that it deserved, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I was used to winning, you know, I lost more games, my freshman year in college than I did in three years of high school, actually three years of high school and three years of junior high. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't used to that. Not used to that at all. No. I mean, it was, I mean, it was tough. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I thought about, you know, quitting just because of, <laughs> I'm like, you know, cause you know, so it was, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. How difficult was it to learn that offense? Um, honestly, it wasn't that bad. It Not was that it bad. Was very, no, it was very, I mean, as a lineman, it would have been a lot more difficult. But in terms of the uh, the the, uh, the skill positions, uh, you know, you're pretty much doing the same type of thing. Uh, uh, you know, you may have a, you know different types of uh, motions or um, uh, you know, but that's you know, besides the motions uh, that uh, you know that you would do before pre snap, uh, that was pretty much a lot of the difference from, you know, from the standpoint of a skilled position player. Yeah. We, uh, we came down and watched, I believe it was your last game senior year. Um, and that was the first time I've ever seen the single wing live Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's unique. It's definitely unique. So I was curious to hear from your, uh, from your view, how difficult that was to sort of install that as the offense and learn it because it does look, uh, different than the majority of what teams are running 
at that oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, lot 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 of misdirection, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta key on uh, uh, key key on those certain positions uh, that pretty much determines what's going to happen. <laughs> nice. Hey Marcus, what are you up to these days? Well, I am uh, living in Atlanta. Uh, you know, have, uh, you know, running a, a technology company. Uh, we uh, deal a lot with uh, fiber optic technologies, um, so that uh, you know keep, keeps me busy. Uh, keeps me busy most of the days. Yeah. And uh, is there a phrase or a quote from your high school playing days that has stuck with you and motivated? Yes, there is one that my kids hate hearing. Uh, it was one that Coach Walton would always say. He say, "Hey, you know, when you wake up every morning, you know, you, you know, you get better or you get worse. Uh, <laughs> you know, you make that determination what you're going to do. Uh, it, you can't stay the same because if you're staying the same, your opponent is getting better. So that means you got worse. <laughs> so your daughters don't like hearing that one from you. No, no, no. no. Like, yeah, Dad, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah, yeah." It actually was funny because uh, I think it was, it, it might've been about, it was maybe about six years ago, um, you know, we were in, in, in Cleveland for, you know, I, I don't know if it was during the holidays or during the summer. Um, so I brought the kids up to the school and, and, they, and they met your dad and they were like, oh, so this is the guy we get to thank for, for that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was fun though, but they, hey, but they, they always remember it. They always remember it. That's the important part. Yes. Yep. Not the response they initially give you, but that it sticks no, with them. No. Yep. Hey, yep. but f- when they're older, they're going to be using it as well. They're going to be like, you know what my dad oh, always oh, told me? Sure. You know what Grandpa Marcus always said? <laughs> yep. Because, uh, hey, because w- when, I was in, when I was in high school, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> but it stuck with me. And, you know, it definitely re- it still resonates today. It's a great message. It's a great focus, a great way to just apply it to virtually anything you want. It's not a yes. football or a sports specific. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things that, um, that I, I definitely appreciated was, uh, you know, during the course of, you know, being a part of the program is that, you know, you, a lot of places you, you, you go, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's all about football or all about whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but being a part of that program, you know, we had the opportunity to, uh, you know, to grow as men, uh, to grow as teammates, to grow as football players, to grow as, you know, just people. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, went through a lot of different things during the course of those, uh, you know, the three years I was part of the program, but, um, but everyone stuck together. Um, and I, especially during my class, I can't remember one person that started off yeah, I, offhand that started off in the program when I was a sophomore that, that didn't finish with us. Um, and matter of fact, I think we even had guys that joined in. So, you know, during the course of it. So I, I you know, I definitely, um, you know, it was definitely that, that, that family fun environment. Uh, you know, we had some uncomfortable situations, but overall it, it helped us grow as people. It helped us grow, you know, grow up, uh, you know, young men. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely had a tight knit, tight knit family. For sure. And so when this podcast started, one of the uh, phrases that really focused on was talking about the shared experience and how much more value and weight it has to it and the appreciation that you have for it when you're able to live these moments and go through these struggles, these highs and these lows. 
with your brothers, with your classmates. And, uh, I think that just speaks exactly to what you were, uh, what you're saying so well, which is, uh, doesn't matter how many years later, the, uh, the memory can get a little fuzzy in a couple spots, but what it stays crystal clear about is how, uh, how the impact of your teammates all these years later had on you and conversely you had on them. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's definitely for sure because you can, you know, you cannot see guys for five, 10, 15 years and you know, you get together and it's like, you know, you saw each other last week. Um, you know, isn't, isn't that funny how it works that way? It is. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, a couple of years ago we were at our, uh, at one of our reunions and, uh, you know, I think it was, I think it was our 30 year come to think of it. Yeah. I think it was a 30 year reunion. Uh, so it was back in like 17, 18, 18. Yeah. 2018. And, uh, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, like, you know, saw John Zeller, who was our center on our team, you know, he's, he's living in, you know, in Israel, you know, and he just, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, and all of us get it, you know, um, you know, me, Zeller, you know, Andy Pay, and, you know, everybody's just getting together, sharing old war stories. <laughs> So it was, it was, I mean, it was just a great time, you know, whenever we, you know, whenever we do, uh, you know, whenever we do meet. Yeah. It's interesting. You go through that, uh, that football experience and you have that to draw to on for life, you know, yeah. friends from throughout other periods of your life. Uh, you have, uh, your connections there, but that football brotherhood piece, you always can fall back to, and, uh, it makes you, it makes you feel really close. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, uh, you know, it's kind of difficult to describe. Um, but like I said, it's that, that, uh, you know, it's a lot of things you go through with those guys that you'll never go through with anyone else. Perfectly put, perfectly put Marcus, Marcus, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I was really looking forward to, to hearing your stories about those three years, 85, 86, and 87. Uh, special times for sure. Uh, you guys really broke open the door um, for our program to, to know what the playoffs and the postseason were. And uh, over the years, continuing with our playoff teams and being able to look back at that 86 team that you were a part of and be the pioneers of navigating that postseason um great catching up with you and i uh i'm really grateful uh for the time that we got to uh spend on this trip down to the river oh well, i thank you for having me and i uh, certainly appreciate you know you and your family and uh and and you putting all these together that's uh that, that's that's wonderful all the best marcus and likewise thanks for spending time with us today Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and spread the word. And until the next episode, like my dad always says, good night, Irene.